This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing.
Listen to what they say That men shall live forevermore Because of Christmas Day Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for that beautiful singing for those lovely hymns. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen, who will be doing our children's message. Thanks to Isaac Christensen, who is our recording engineer. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is wnuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Merle and Sue Berggren, and we want to thank them very much for their generosity. A few additional announcements. Um, one is that we are having no church service at the NUIC Parish on Sunday the 26th. So. No church service that Sunday. We will have had services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Also, on Tuesday, December 28th, there is a gather meal at Deronda from 5 to 7 p.m., and you're all invited to that. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. We're in the season of Christmas. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a white cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. I'd like to continue the service then with an Advent Christmas prayer. This will go along with the lighting of the Advent wreath and we have lit for this first Sunday in Christmas all of the Advent candles plus the Christmas candle. Would you pray with me please? We praise you, O God, for this wheel of time that marks our days of preparation for Christ's coming. As we light the candles of this wreath, open our eyes to see your presence in the lowly ones of this earth. Enlighten us with your grace that we may sing of your advent among us in the word made flesh. 
Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. Amen. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me then and listen along as I do the confession of sin. Let us confess our sin trusting in the mercy of God for whom we wait. In the presence of one another, we confess our sin before you. We fail in believing that your good news is for us. We falter in our call to tend your creation. We find our sense of worth in material wealth. We fear those different than ourselves. We forget that we are your children and turn away from your love. Forgive us, blessed one, and assure us again of your saving grace. Amen. Hear then this absolution. God, in Christ Jesus, has looked with favor upon you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins are all forgiven. You are children of the Most High, inheritors of the eternal promise, and recipients of divine mercy. God strengthens you anew to follow the way of peace. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our gathering songs, please. Seize for the Christ child born upon this day. H is for herald angels in the Our finest 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie. Would you join me as I pray the prayer of the day? Let us pray. Almighty God, you gave us your only Son to take on our human nature and to illumine the world with your light. By your grace, adopt us as your children and enlighten us with your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Going to read, first of all, the first, test, uh, the first lesson, the Old Testament lesson. It's from Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased, increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. 
For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here ends the first lesson. Psalm text for today is Psalm 96. O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with its truth. Here ends the psalm text. Our New Testament lesson is from Paul's letter to Titus, the second chapter, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in this present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Here ends our New Testament lesson. I'll invite Kathy to come and do our children's message. Kathy? It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Merry Christmas. Christmas is here. Baby Jesus has been born. Now, I want you to picture in your mind the manger scene. And I'm gonna ask you some questions about that manger scene. Can you tell me where Jesus was born? I mean, I want the town. Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary traveled to Bethlehem to be counted. It's like a census. They traveled on a road, walking, but Mary was riding a what? A donkey. And it took a long time to get to Bethlehem. And when they got there, was there room for them in the inn? No. 
they had to go to the stable or the barn in the back. And in the stable, what do you think they found? Well, they found animals that were living there. They found cows, horses, sheep, and of course, they brought their own donkey. They found stalls where the animals slept on straw and mangers where the animals ate their feed, their hay, their grain, and got their water to drink. This is the place where Mary gave birth to baby Jesus. Mary used a manger in a cattle stall for Jesus' bed. You know, I don't think there was much light that night. In fact, it was probably the only big bright light was that Star of Bethlehem, they called it, right over the place where Jesus was born. And that light guided the shepherds and eventually the wise men to the baby Jesus. God's son, Jesus, was born in a stable. And this baby would save all of us in the world from sin and give us eternal life. Let's pray. Dear God, your son, Jesus, was born in a simple stable and laid in a manger. Thank you for sending Jesus to us to show us how to live. In your name, amen. There is a song entitled, Away in the Manger, and that tells about the birth of Jesus. And I would like to sing it for you now, and please join me in singing too. Thanks, Kathy, for that beautiful message and for the lovely song, Away in a Manger. I'm going to read the very familiar gospel lesson for Christmas. It's from Luke's gospel, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. 
all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Dear friends in Christ, struck me again this Christmas that Jesus is born not in a castle full of privilege and power. Jesus wasn't born in a mansion rich with all kinds of goods. He wasn't even born in a faith-filled temple. Jesus was born in a manger, a barn, a stable for cattle and horses and sheep, low and long and fetid with animal smells and noisy with animal sounds, into a dark earthiness hemmed in haste and lined with straw, a bed for a newborn already a refugee with no place of his own to lay his head. Why? Why such poor accommodations for this newborn infant about whom angels sing and shepherds run and wise men travel from afar. Well, I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's the result of poor planning on Joseph's part, not even a consequence of the Emperor Augustus' decree. This was God's design. This was God's plan. This was God's ancient promise, hidden in that hasty straw bread with Mary's newborn child. Can you remember the last time you were in a barn? I know some of you may live on an acreage or a farm now and you go into a barn every day. Some of us maybe are city folk and it's been very few times that we've been in a barn. But whatever the case may be, I'd like you to imagine that you're standing outside the door of a big red barn. And the door is open, an invitation for you and I to enter. If you were to enter this barn, you'd see that it's a working barn, a big old building still used to store hay 
with pens for cattle. I walked into a barn like this about a year ago now. And as I peered through the gloom and the darkness, there'd been a recent rain and the mud outside had been tracked in by cows and farmhands alike. Barn swallows were swooping and pooping from their nests built high among the nooks and crannies of the barn. An old tractor looked somewhat worn out and a pickup next to the tractor had a broken window and several half empty tins of scold chewing tobacco on the dash. A dusty seed corn catalog with a scantily clad young woman was tacked half hidden behind some uh, tools that were on a workbench there in the barn. It was evident that folks and beasts alike lived and worked here side by side in earthy companionship. No niceties or pretenses between them, just mud and sweat and toil, but also thoughts and habits and behaviors kept just out of sight kept just for the barn. And I'd like to suggest that, in a way, our lives are a lot like this old barn. When we're honest with ourselves, we know that like a darkened old barn, worn with work and muddied by carelessness of people and animals, there's gloom and darkness in our hearts and souls as well. Sometimes they're heavy with bitterness and broken promises. Sometimes they're soiled with sin sometimes diminished by disappointment and fear and worry, sometimes full of muddy dreams and worn out hopes, thoughts and actions that we keep just out of sight. If our celebration of Christmas is about anything, it's about this, a baby lying in a manger, a barn, born not only in the midst of such an earthy and humble setting, but wonder of wonders born for each one of us whose hidden lives are so very much like an old barn. Jesus is present right here, right now in each of our lives, not as we wish those lives would be, but as our lives really are. And this Jesus, Savior, Messiah, Lord, doesn't just come to be present in our lives. He comes to bring comfort and courage and hope in the midst of our broken dreams and lost hopes, our sin and our sadness. Let me try to paint a little picture of one possibility of what difference Jesus' presence and promise of salvation might look like for us today. Years and years ago, <coughs> excuse me, not in a barn, but in the urban equivalent, a garage, I was putzing around, one of my favorite activities. I can't remember for sure, but I may have been changing the fuel filter on my lawnmower or checking the spark plug on my weed eater. There was a gas and oil smell in the air and my hands were greasy. Spring was coming, the grass was beginning to grow, I was happy. Into the garage ran a bunch of boys. Josh, my oldest, was eight and he had a few friends over. Luke, my second son, was six and was tagging along as younger brothers often do. I wasn't really watching them, but I was listening, and I heard Josh suddenly say in a little louder voice, Luke, get out of here. You're too young to play with us. We don't want you around. Josh and his friends ran off, leaving Luke standing there, suddenly alone and lonely, tears welling up in his eyes. He stifled a little cry. I turned toward him with my father's heart swelling with love and compassion for this little lonely boy of mine. 
Then I walked over to him, stooped down, and swept him up in my arms. My own tears fell, and I held him all the more tightly, held him to ward off the hurtful words, held him to fend off the loneliness. And this is just what our Heavenly Father does for each one of us. Now at this Christmas time, in that little manger long ago, and every moment of every day since then. He has come to be present with us, to know our lives through and through, the hurt and the pain and the struggle and the loneliness of them. And he has come to sweep us up in his heavenly love and compassion with mercy and grace to ward off the darkness, to fend off despair. Luke would still face many times of hurt and loneliness, but he would forever know that he was not alone, that love held him tightly. And so it is with us too. God's Christmas promise of his presence and loving salvation do not keep us from all the storms and stuff that life throws at us, but they do keep us in the very midst of all that stuff and all those storms. Listen to this favorite little poem. It's called simply, I'm Lonely, and it's by Elise McClay. I'm lonely. I'm lonely, but I don't dare say so. My friends and relatives fret enough as is. They don't want me to live alone. They keep saying, aren't you lonely? And I keep saying no, because I'm not lonely in the way they mean. I'm lonely for people who were and are no more. I'm lonely for one person most of all. I'm lonely for the way things were when the children were little and depended on me. I miss their need. I miss being at the center of life instead of out here on the edge. Going to live with one of the children, going into a home, is no answer to my kind of loneliness. But you, O Lord, are. The baby born in the manger, born in a barn, reminds us that we are never alone. We are held tightly in the mighty arms of love and mercy and grace of our loving, loving Heavenly Father. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and sing for us again. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, O come, let us adore him, O come, let us adore him, O come,
Jesus, thy brother, kind and good, was humbly born in a stable root, and the friendly peace around him stood. Jesus, our brother, sworn and good. I said the donkey shaggy and brown. I carried his mother uphill and down. I carried her safely to Bethlehem town. I said the donkey shaggy and brown. I said the cow all white and red. I gave him my manger for his bed. I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I said the cow. Thanks again, Debbie and Jim. Instead of uh, doing the Apostles' Creed, which I oftentimes do at this point in the service, I have a little Christmas litany by Donald Shelby that I'm going to use. God, we are as confounded as Joseph and Mary, as busy as the innkeepers, as lonely as the shepherds, as frightened as Herod, as wayfaring as the Magi. Turn us again to the place where, with quietness, you wrap up your truth and promise, your love and salvation in the child born in a rude stable. We would ponder these things as the noise and clamor of the world is stilled for a time and there is peace that settles deep within us. Bring us to Bethlehem, to the place where he was homeless, but where we are truly at home. Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come again and do our prayers of intercession, please. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this Children praying. Say- 
joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Love proclaims that a Savior has been born to us. Inspire your church throughout the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus' birth to all who seek salvation, hope, and new life. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Love whispers to a weary world that the time for rest and restoration has come. Maintain healthy cycles of wake and sleep for all creatures. Where light pollution disrupts natural rhythms, encourage new practices. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Love cries to a warring world that the time for peace is at hand. Direct those in power who make decisions on behalf of others, that they nurture and sustain all that is healthy, good, and holy. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Love sings through the wails of a newborn baby. Respond to all who cry out in pain, despair, or need this night. We especially remember Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Ju Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Tim Elmer, Viola Haugerud, Janet Knutson, Martin Tanberg. Bring comfort to those for whom separation, grief, or loss makes the Christmas season especially difficult. And we remember the family of Tammy Zamuda and the family of Ellsworth Johnson. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Love murmurs words of comfort to a newborn child and exhausted parents. Bless new and expectant parents or caregivers, especially those who are alone or afraid this night. Pour out your love upon families of every kind. Merciful God, receive our prayer. God's ever-present love is proclaimed through the faithful who came before us. We give you thanks for Mary, John the Baptizer, Elizabeth, his mother, Joseph the Dreamer, and all who point toward your love. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I'll invite you to bless yourself for someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is, 
Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done, to love and serve our neighbors in need. Would you join me then in an offering prayer? Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We'll continue then with the communion part of our service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. So, hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Would you join me then as we pray together the Lord's Prayer? Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. I'll invite you to take the bread or the wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now... Take the wine or the grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Receive the communion blessing. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. I invite Jim and Debbie to come and do another song for us, please. Thy little ones, dear Lord, are we, and come thy lowly bed to see, enlighten every soul and mind that we the way to thee may find. With songs we hasten thee to greet. 
Hear then this Christmas benediction. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light that shines in our darkness. May the light that shines from the manger light your lives with God's mercy and grace and love, now and forever. Amen. Here's the dismissal. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. We'll invite Debbie and Jim to come again and do our closing hymn. And Debbie, you came up with something a little interesting uh, about this uh, last song that we're going to do, right? Yeah. The new organ in the Church of St. Nicholas in Oberndorf, Austria, had broken down. It was just before Christmas in 1818, and young Father Joseph Moore was saddened at the thought of no music during the holy season. When a group of traveling actors stopped to put a nativity play on, Father Moore attended the performance. He was so inspired that later he slipped away for a quiet stroll in the foothills of the Salzburg Alps, his heart full of love for his tiny village and its people. Looking down from the hills, he saw his village as Bethlehem might have looked from the hills of Judea on that still, clear, silent night. The young priest ran home to capture his thoughts on paper. It was nearing midnight when Moore penned the carol that was to become the most popular of all the Christmas carols throughout the world. Silent night, holy night. Silent night, holy night. Heavenly hosting, Alleluia.
United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by.